my co-host here we are in the studio again and as always love to be here yes we do yes always exciting welcome audience to go yard and we are in part three of a new series we started at the beginning of this year and it is entitled exploring our truth right oh yeah a lot of exploration needs to be done in this series right it sure does yeah it sure does and we're going to define that and talk about that we're glad you're with us tonight and you can also always catch these shows and any that you missed on podcast right here on tantalknetwork.com go to podcasts go down to the name of the show go yard which means hitting a home run in life and you will find the first two of this series and you'll find a lot of other shows also or go to our website why would they want to go to our website goyard2014.org well on our website all our shows are titled so you'll get yes. a gist what that show's about and so whatever you're going through in life we probably have a show that will help give you some tools to get through it a little bit better i'm sure we probably do and this is that we're in our fifth year of this show so we've covered all kinds of topics haven't we dr angel yes we have you yeah. know and that's what i love is no topics been off limit and no. when we talk about it we dive deep into a topic so a lot of topics become series yes so that we can really cover them yeah and there's so much to talk about as we start you know like this exploring our inner truth what does that really mean and just defining it takes a while to you know and and then just starting to talk about how we actually go about exploring our truth right what does that look like and how do we how do we get there so really this is a how-to show it's mm -hmm. a life coaching show it's it's a get your notebook out and take notes type of show right mm -hmm. and call a few friends and tell them hey you need to catch the show on thursday nights at six o'clock 606 on talknetwork.com so uh it's just a really good way for people to get some free counseling it sure is and um i'll tell you what i listen to this shows a lot i mean there's a yeah. lot of great stuff out there for it us. just comes out i mean it does it just, we we're excited about how the shows turn out and we love to hear from you and you can actually text us directly to my phone 727-888 4171 anytime with your comments or because we are live in the studio most weeks, you can actually call in tonight on the show, 727-441-3000. If you'd like to call, make a comment, ask a question, we'd like to hear from you. We'd love to do that. And, um, you know, let's just start talking about, let's define it again, because it's been a week since we did this, <laughs> part two. And uh, what is our inner truth, and how important is that? And uh, what do we do about that? Okay. So when we're talking about our inner truth, we are talking about our own individual truth. So there's an okay. inner truth and an outer truth. The outer truth is a truth that we all kind of can share and see. You know, the sky is blue. This car is red. Those are truths we share. Um, inner truth is not 
always a truth we share. It's very personal to us. So our inner truth is our story, the facts of things that go on in our life. Right. But then it's also how we interpret that experience, what right. we feel about that experience. That's huge, isn't it? It's not just the facts. It's how that those facts impacted our lives, correct? Absolutely. So it's based in our perceptions yes. and our interpretations, yes. which is how siblings can have a lot of the same experiences growing up and have two totally different inner truths about those experiences. Exactly. And so it's not a right or wrong what Mm-mm. one sibling or the other would, but it's how it was received or processed emotionally. Perhaps one sibling just saw that as, oh, that wasn't a big deal. And the other one is like, that was a huge life turning moment for me. Absolutely. And somebody out there might be able to relate to that. Um, but each so, person's truth yeah. is really important to that person. That's okay. their truth. Okay. You know, and so a lot of times when you'll see, like, this is common, the siblings get together and reminisce about, oh, yeah. you know, when they were little, and then they start arguing because they're dismissing each other's yes. truth. And, you know, that's not true. That is that person's truth. Right. And it's real to them. And so we need to learn to respect that truth, even if we don't share that truth. Okay. And this truth, as you mentioned a minute ago, ha- is has a lot to do with our feelings mm-hmm. about a situation, mm-hmm. right? So our my truth may not be totally different from my sister or whatever in a given situation. So yes. that's really a good point. Um, so our purpose, our self-esteem, our value, those things are all found in our inner truth. That's why yes. this subject is so huge. Yes, it is huge. It really is huge. You know, going in, you know, to a new year, we like to, you know, kind of go in with those shows that are inspirational and help us, you know, yeah. to kind of jumpstart. This is a foundational inspirational because yeah. until we really grab our inner truth, right? We are our purpose, our self-esteem and our value, we may not we don't have it to the level right. we should have it. But for the person out there that says, you know what, this just sounds like a lot of mumbo jumbo. I don't know why we are talking about inner truth. I mean, it's, you know, tell us why, Dr. Angel. Why Why? is this so important? It is important because, you know, we've talked about in previous shows about us being self-strangers. And so when we know our inner truth, we have power. We have power in our life when we know what's true and what's not true. Uh, We know what things might still need to be healed. We might see why we're acting or making the choices that we get to know what we're doing and the whys and the hows to it. And if we don't like it, it gives us an opportunity to change it. it. Well, you know, we we all hear about people who ha- get married, have a divorce or whatever, and then they find the same type of guy again or, or woman again, and then they do it again. And, and, and that has to do with our inner truth of who we are mm-hmm. and who we may feel like. I mean, I've known people that continually seem to find an abuser of one type or oh, another, yes. right? Or someone who, you know, finds an alcoholic and every yeah. person is an alcoholic right. or whatever it is. Um, they do. They continue finding those same patterns because that's really what we do in our human. There's something that's drawing us to yes, something this pattern. Is, yeah, there's this magnetism or something, right? And it's usually something in our inner truth that we haven't dealt with. Or right. understood with, right? And, you know, understood completely. And so, until we know our inner truth, we are not going to live a go-yard life. We are not going to live that life of contentment and happiness because we really don't even know who we are inside. Right. But a lot of people, Doctor Angel, it's been my experience because I'm a tiny bit older mm-hmm. than you, that a lot of people can go through life and not 
ever get serious about this kind of a subject because it's it's like oh no I don't want to talk about that it's they bury things mm-hmm. is my point they they bury bad situations from childhood or adult life or whatever and and to talk about them is to like expose raw nerves you mm-hmm. know what I mean you're right you're very correct in saying very few people really go on this journey of right. looking at who who am I and what's my inner truth truly and they think that I can ignore the bad and it's not going to impact me and it's so not true because it impacts how you see the world how you see yes. others how yes. you relate it's impacting you every day you if you realize it or not so it impacts how you interact with the people you live with your children your family Everything. your extended family your job your job all how that you thing. feel how you interpret other right. things going on in your world now it's all impacted based on your previous experiences good or bad and a lot we talked last week about so often a lot of this inner truth is um, we 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 impart it what it really is by our negative behavior, mm-hmm. right? And so we are not in touch with why we're acting so negative or why we're doing self-destructive behavior. But there is something deeper in There's there that's driving causing it. driving that. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. So for the person that's standing out there or sitting out there and listening to this, and they're saying. It's just too painful, Dr. Angel, for me to go and look at things like that from my childhood. It was bad. I don't want to talk about it. What do you say to them? Well, what I say to you is, you know, first of all, going on your inner truth journey is a journey. It is yeah. not, your, you know, this going to do it all in a day kind of thing. You didn't, right. We didn't get where we are in a day. And we take we do what we can handle. So maybe we can't go and look at the super painful stuff from our past. Maybe we can start with things that are feel safe. And as we gain tools and skills, we can get in a little deeper and we have coping skills to help us get through the more difficult stuff. So we don't have to go straight into the horrendous things that we've buried and feel like are overwhelming to us. Maybe we start with the simple things. Maybe we start with, you know, misunderstandings or relationship things or things that aren't quite as scary for us. Good point. There's so many people that get to adulthood and they have really kind of uh, destructive relationships from their past, Mm -hmm. right? And and they're not sure why they do that or why that happened to them, but they also don't want to find out. That's kind of my point. They're afraid. There's a lot of fear when it comes to self-discovery. There is, isn't there? You know, there's fear if I look at that bad thing, then I'm opening a Pandora's box. I'm afraid I I won't measure up. The shame I might have that I buried, I'm afraid afraid of. I won't be, what if people know? What will they think of me? Like all these fears are what's happening that keep us from doing this journey. Right. But here's the thing. It's your journey. Right. And and the fears are a distraction, but they're not truth. Those aren't truths. Those aren't truths. No. They aren't truths at all. And so that's one of the things we have to look on is being able to find the truth over those fears. Uh, an acronym, the acronym for fear, oh. F-E-A-R, false evidence. A- appearing real. Appearing real. And that's and boy, exactly isn't what that it is. true. Absolutely. You know, yeah. oh, well, if you look at that, I mean, you barely lived through it the first time. How would you, why would you want to dredge up that bad memory? And, you know, right. That's false evidence yeah. appearing real because it is impacting your, we've talked about this on so many shows, your physical health, your emotional health, your relational health, your spiritual health, right. all of that is impacted. It's all impacted. And your truth. Right. And especially when you haven't started on that exploration. So 
How do we get to our inner truth? We talked a lot about what it is and why we need to get there, but how? How do we get there? And Let's that, talk about those seem... steps. Um, there are those layers, though, mm-hmm. aren't there? You yes. know, just like the Earth's crust, you know, has so many layers, you know, as it, if you ever studied that back in eighth grade science or whatever. Uh, but there's so many layers to actually getting to whatever and sometimes that leads down to fire or whatever is core down in there right sure and that's the same thing with our journey it's kind of yes. like the onion but i like the right. ice crust because you're we're going to peel things back and so we might look at something that was painful maybe it was a divorce maybe it was your parents divorce i don't know maybe it was something that impacted you have strong feelings about and you might look at it on one level but as you're growing and discovering yourself you might have another task to resolve or to see it in a different perspective because remember our perspective drives our truth yes and so um yeah we might go around some bends a couple of times on your journey and that's okay right that's okay because you're going to gain tools as you're doing that well and one of the places to start is who do we want to be absolutely you know i mean because so often we can't even look at who we are very well because we are just you know, it's too painful, perhaps, right. right? Right. But in the journey of looking at who we are and what's driving some of our behavior, there's a, the question that a lot of people need to ask, what do I want to be? Do I, am I content with this emotional state that I'm in or, mm-hmm. or this, you know, this mm-hmm. thing, this cycle that I seem to repeat over and over again with destructive people or you know, bad guys or whatever the case Exactly. Be. Who do I want to be? Right. Uh, one of the ways, this kind of sounds morbid, but one of the ways, you know, we work on figuring out who do I want to be is what do I want to be remembered for when I'm gone? Oh, you know, wow. What would my funeral wow. look like? What would people say about, what do I want them to say about me? Wow. It, that's a good point. It is. It really is. Right. And that's where we kind of want to start is who do I want to be? What exactly. do I want to be remembered for? Right. And so start working there. Because, you see, that's a safe place. That's a safe place that we can say, I've got plenty of time. Of course, we never know when we're going to be dying, but still, everybody feels like they have plenty of time, you know, on this earth. So there's a lot of time to work on this, right? Mm -hmm. So I can change some things. And I think that's a point I want to ask you about. Can people really change their inner truth, Dr. Angel? Absolutely. Because inner truth is based on not just the experience but how we feel about the experience what we think about the experience and what we've come to believe about that experience okay those things can be changed which then changes our behavior and our actions okay going but to forward. the person who says well i can't that's not going to change how my mother treated me as a child what she did to me blah 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 that's not going to change so how am i going to feel different about it well, and that's part of this journey. When we talk about that, that's part of that perspective change. So maybe, right, we had this, we can't go back in a time change machine and change facts. the bad thing. Right. Maybe no. your parents divorced and it made you feel like it was your fault and you were unlovable. But maybe as we go back through that journey, you see a different perspective. Maybe you see how you became strong. Maybe you see how you were able to help someone else through a difficult situation. Or maybe you see how it motivated you to become, I don't know, a lawyer in life or maybe a a therapist, you know, whatever you do. Maybe it was a a motivating moment for you. So instead of just looking at this bad moment for just the bad, what where are some of the positives in there? And there's always some there's positives. Always. And the other thing about looking back at the past, which I believe is a, is important, mm-hmm. crucial point, don't you think? Absolutely. Of dealing with this. Gotta, yes. Is that 
so often in people I've counseled through the years as a pastor and people you probably have too, there's a lot of blame that happens Mm -hmm. from about the mother, the father, the whatever, the first boyfriend, the whatever the case may be, right? right? A lot of blame. And then as you begin to explore this process that we're talking about, you can you can begin to make some sense out of some of that. How does that happen? I mean, because I know it does. Well, a part of it happens in this power differential. Okay. okay. What do you so mean by that? What I mean by this power differential is when we've had these bad experiences, and I know we're camping here because this is like where people get stuck. So when we've had these bad experiences. They've happened to us. Right. So we, we were powerless in that moment to okay. have changed it or to stopped it or whatever that bad experience is. We couldn't have stopped our parents' divorce, even though we think we might have could if we you know cleaned our rooms better because we were kids. But we were powerless. Right. And so this thing is happening to us. But here's the thing, we are powerful. So it's when we take our power, there you go. we move through it in a different perspective. So we go back and we think about it, we talk about it, and it really does help to talk it out oh, in yes. therapy or wherever, right? Yes. Or with somebody that you trust. Yes. A spouse, a yes. family member, somebody talking about your feelings and mm-hmm. what happened to you. And it's been my experience when people have done that with me in a counseling session. So often they burst into tears and then they're going, I don't even know why I'm crying. True. And that's okay. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm just telling you what happened and I, I don't know why I'm crying. You know, I've seen this over and over but again. But it's it's the purging yes. of what we stuffed. Yes, and we it do is. need to purge what we have stuffed. And yes, we need to purge with safe and trusting people. And it can be, you know, talking, it can be journaling, it can be whatever purges it for you. And everybody's a little different. Right. Um, but we do need to purge it. But it's also about taking our power. So as yes. long as we allow these negative things to ru- rule our life, right. we're giving that negative thing the power over us. Exactly. It has power over you today. It still has power because right. you've given it power. So this is about taking back my power and realizing I do have power over my life. Well, and I think a big part of this, as we look back at these events that have impacted our inner truth so much, is to realize that perhaps you didn't have any power to change that event back then. Cut yourself slack, mm-hmm. right? Forgive yourself yes. that it didn't turn out the way you would have wanted that situation. Mm-hmm. People that are raped. This is a, okay. a, a, a yeah, go with that. Okay, well, that's definitely a huge sense of powerlessness. Yes. And they do. There's a lot of victim. Society blames victims. Victims blame oh, victims. all so, the time. Oh, if I wasn't wearing that outfit yes, or if I yes. wasn't at that location right. at that time or if I, if, if, that if can go all day long. If so, I stayed home that night instead of been out. Yeah. Right. And right. all the if right. is blame. It's right? blame. It's personal blame. It's personal instead blame. of putting the blame where the blame belonged on a bad person doing a bad thing. Right. The victim takes this blame yes. and the shame yes. and everything rolled into it and rolled into it. And so it's learning to see where the blame really belongs, first of all, giving it back to the person who did the wrong thing. Well, I think that's a huge part of this healing and mm-hmm. ex- and really exploring our inner truth is that whole thing of getting a real handle on your part of that bad event. The truth, right, where the, the truth. blame goes. And whether or not you could have changed anything okay so what your outfit was 
to revealing or whatever. But, but you know, and in society is kind of, especially with that kind of, you know, sexual assault, society is really wanting to put that blame on the victim. On the victim all the time. What, yes. what did they do? Because it had to be their fault. And so we've kind of learned to do that for ourselves. And right. so, um, but that still happens. You know, like when we're kids, our, our, our brains aren't developed. And so when something happens in childhood, like our parents divorce, or, you know, they get in a fight and dad's beating up mom, instead of thinking, you know, dad's got, you know, relationship issues, mom and dad yeah, have problems, right? We think it's our fault, because maybe we didn't do our chore, right? Or we were fighting with our sibling, or we caused this in some way. And then we live with that blame our whole right, life, right? And I, I talk to people in their 40s, 50s, yes. that are still living with blame exactly. of their parents divorce when they are five and six years old. So this is a very big step in the mm -hmm. healing of our or exploring our inner truth in that we've got to, if you need help, then you need to find somebody that can help you through this. But you need to look at it not through the eyes of how you felt in the moment. Go ahead with that. Because, you know, when we've, especially things in our childhood, we had a child brain and we yes, interpreted we this event yes. with a child brain brain we are now not a child most likely we're adults and we can see things from a different perspective and so totally. we need to put the blame where the blame belongs you know it isn't the things that happen to us that defines who we become it is how we've made sense of what's happened to us but a lot of times they make no sense a lot of and times so for that reason or the sense is it's my fault uh, right and and yes and and that should never have happened that should never have happened that should never have happened and then that becomes your truth why did that happen it should never have happened and and they can go on with that for years mm -hmm. we get stuck we get we stuck. set up camp we get we've stuck. taken the blame we set the set and up we camp. live yep. with this lifelong blame which makes more sense why we're not willing to look at it or talk about it because it was my fault right Mm. And so we repeat that cycle for ourselves. So it is not the things that happen to, to us that define us. It's how we make sense of what's happened to and us. And sometimes, like, let's take the example of rape. Mm -hmm. The sense is, it's this. I didn't do this. Right. It was done to me. Right. Right. The sense is, the sense there was a is, very bad person who did a very bad thing. This. Right. Mm -hmm. We're going to go to break, but I want you to introduce this song we're going to use going in or going out and coming back in. It's Amy Grant, and mm -hmm. what's the title It's of it? called Out in the Open, and it's really just about living our life out in the open. It's exposing those, uh, forgiving ourselves and exposing right. those secrets that we keep in our heart, and they impact us negatively, and they're hurting us. Wow. Great song. Here we go. But it amazes me to 
This is the Tantalk Radio Network. Prompt professional service is what you will receive when you allow Marsha McAllister of Charles Rittenberg Realty to help find that perfect home or list your home for sale. With over 23 years of experience in the Tampa Bay area, you will enjoy a smooth transaction from start to finish. Call Marsha today at 727-417-0707. Now is a great time to buy or sell a home. Call Marsha McAllister at 727-417-0707. This is Megan, an independent ambassador for Plexus, the pink drink. There is finally a healthy solution to help you lose weight. It's a most natural product that will burn fat, not muscle. People around the country are experiencing amazing results, and you can too. Check out my Independent Ambassador website for my contact info, testimonials, and product information at mkramer, K-R-A-M-E-R, dot myplexus, P-L-E-X-U-S, products, dot com. This is the Tantalk Radio Network. in the open into the light that's what we're talking about tonight dr angel mm-hmm. in this part three of exploring our truth and that is allowing that those circumstances that have shaped us sometimes very hurtfully uh, exposing them for what they are and getting it to the bottom of 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 really why we're blaming ourselves or whatever now sometimes we are the cause mm-hmm. of a, of a of an action, right? Absolutely. Sometimes, Sometimes we are. As a teenager, we've done stupid things, or mm-hmm. young adult, or what? Or older adults, we've done things that have put ourselves in a very dangerous situation. So, I, that part of exploring our truth is to say, yeah, I I was wrong there, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't just I'm going to blame that person. Sometimes it's accepting the blame. Mm-hmm. Right. Sometimes and, it's and accepting the responsibility. Face, yes, accepting the responsibility so very important. And and sometimes we are all, you know, I don't know, in a twist and in a mess because it's too hard to acknowledge that we really had responsibility. Had responsibility that caused this thing to evolve. And then we once we acknowledge it, then we need to learn to forgive ourselves. Oh, that's the whole thing is forgiveness. But a lot of times, you know, there's the line, one of the lines that came on that song right before we had turned it off. There is no jury. There is no judge. Right. That's what holds us back most of the time is we are afraid of the jury and the judge of people. What Right. Of what we're hiding from right. ourselves and so, from the world. So we may be projecting this rah, 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 attitude or whatever mm-hmm. or always angry or whatever. But inside, and I've known people like this and I know you have too, inside they're just a hurt little child. Yes, very much so. Um, you know, there's a whole book, Hurting People Hurt People. Oh, I know. Yeah, And, and there's so much truth to that. And so what's happening is they don't want to be exposed. They don't want that secret exposed. They don't want people to know this. So they do everything they can to hide it, which usually happens in not nice ways coming forward. Maybe they're, you know, an aggressive personality. Maybe they're a grumpy person. I don't know. But at the end of the day, they're not happy with who they are when they're like that either. That's not a good way to be. So not only do they have to deal with whatever it is they're trying to hide, but the 
who I am, who right. do I want to be is not who I am. And then I'm continually yeah. feeling shame. Well, and, and it becomes a bleeding wound, mm-hmm. right? Very so much. So it's still going on, that trauma that you're mm-hmm. not willing to look at or you're not willing to acknowledge your part in or maybe not your part in. But you're not willing to really talk about it or expose it or get it out there because it hurts too bad to yes. talk about it. So it becomes a bleeding wound. A bleeding wound. And that's what so many people are walking around with. They have hidden and covered up those negative past experiences yeah. or traumas or whatever you want to call it. And they are living a bleeding wound and they're bleeding on everyone around them. Well, and I propose to you from all my years of pastoring that I think it's hard for people to process those things without a little help. I agree with you. And, and as a pastor, I've been in that situation many, many times. And I've, and the p- person sitting there, you know, crying and crying and crying and saying, I've never talk, told anybody this, you know, mm-hmm. but I, I've got to talk about it, you mm-hmm. know. And it's hard to resolve this on the inside of oneself without a little assistance. Sure. Whether that be from God whether that be from a person you trust, a spouse, a relative, your mother, whatever. Absolutely. You know, this is really where a little bit of help can go a long way. And and, and so if you're the person that somebody has trusted to share right. some of their inner truth with, right. they're not looking for you to solve that problem. No. They are not looking for you to make it not have happened. They're just looking for love and acceptance. That's, That's it. exactly right. And for, to know that their truth is safe with you, that you're not going to, you know, Tell 45 of, exactly. every, of your Confidentiality. friends. But they're also looking for you not to minimize it. Say, right. oh, well, you should have, well, you know, put on your big girl panties, you know. Correct. Uh, that's not going to solve it. That's not going to help if your confidant, whoever that might be, minimizes your pain. It's your pain, and it's real, and it's big. What For whatever reason, it's there. And it's impacting you now. And right. so you're right. We You need to be accepting and loving and yeah. keep confidence. And also, right, not minimize. No. Not look be- for judge. You're not a judge. You're not a jury. You're, you're not a judge on. or a jury. Because how can you say, well, that shouldn't have bothered you that much. I have had oh people my gosh. say. I have too. <laughs> right? Yes. And this is where that whole comparison of like negative events, I think, yeah. have happened. And you know, and I've taught this for so long that a person's worst negative event to them, if it's a toenail that you know got slipped, right. sure. is the worst negative event they know. It's the worst pain they know. It's the worst exactly. thing they know. And there isn't a comparison. No. And, and when a counselor or a friend or a spouse says that to you, and you're trying to be vulnerable and open, and they say, "Well, that shouldn't have bothered you. What's wrong with you?" Mm-hmm. then you're talking to the wrong person, mm-hmm. right? I, I absolutely 100% agree. You're talking to the wrong person. Or my, another one of my um, things I have seen over the years happen when they like to quote the Bible verse, you know, forget the things that are behind. Oh, and yeah, yeah. Forget the thing that's behind is causing, is causing pain in my pain. present. <laughs> we need to deal with it so we can put it in its proper place. Exactly. And that that verse applies to things. Yes, there's good to make fresh starts and mm-hmm. to move forward in your life. But a lot of times you have to talk about it and you have to even feel it. Right. To get right? it out. To and get it out. You've got to feel it. Put it where it belongs. And I've, I've seen so many people be helped through the years by that ability that they felt safe enough to talk that thing out 
And and I've heard them say, well, are you going to look at me different because I've told you that? Honey, I probably won't even remember that whole thing, you know, a few months from now because... Sure, yeah, but to them, but it to was... them, it, it's so huge. But, and they're, they're so afraid of the judgment. Mm-hmm. And rightly so in this society, right? Not just in this society. How about inside their own mind? They've been judging right. themselves since the Forever. moment it happened. So they, they just assume everybody else is going to judge right. them Right. They're convicted themselves. You know, the judge and jury's uh. out. They're guilty. They're, you know, condemning themselves. And they're walking with that judge and jury in their mind all the time. Right. Not only do they have this bad event, they're the guilty one they're for They're the it. guilty one for it. So in this whole process of steps to finding your inner truth, you've got to get to a point where you separate yourself from all that negative stuff that you've been thinking about yourself all these years, right? Mm-hmm. You, you've got to somehow separate the event from what that's done to you. Mm-hmm. I don't know if, I, if I'm making sense. You uh, are. Go ahead with you that. You are, because remember when we talked about our inner truth is not just the experience, which was the event, right? but it's also our perception yes. and our interpretation and our feelings. All those, all go, those into things go into and play and tie to okay. it. And so we can't change the event. But we can look at our feelings, our perceptions, our interpretations as we're going through them. And so making sense of our past is huge. It's part of our story. Um, so we need to know our past as part of our inner truth. Right. And if we're not willing to look at that, we, we won't know our inner truth. Um, and so we need – there's a phrase called differentiation. It's the process of developing ourselves as independent individuals in order to fulfill our unique destinies Mm -hmm. and you know and sometimes what we do is we put ourselves in this box of oh that's you know well no one in my family ever xyz fill in the blank and so that's us and we don't accept that we might have these common negative experiences or whatever it is we are unique individuals yes and we we need to separate just like we need to separate our feelings from those negative events, we need to separate ourselves from the people that we tie to those negative events. A lot of times it's family members or friends yeah, or peer groups. Is, or a lot of times family members, spouses, yeah. whatever. Yeah. But we put ourselves in this box with them that we're, we are them. We're going to be everything that they are. There's nothing special or unique or a gift about me. Right. And I think especially if we come from a dysfunctional family, let's say, where nobody ever deals with anything that happens. Everybody just scrapes it under the carpet and goes on and nothing's ever talked about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's never like, hey, I'm sorry. I really overreacted last night. Will you forgive me for what I said? Mm-hmm. You know, that that stuff doesn't happen. Right. In a lot of families, forgiveness does not is not functional. It, that, that whole concept doesn't happen a lot. And actually admitting what was done is so often not a part of their growing up years. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? The, yes. the perpetrator, in other words, let's say it's your mom, mm-hmm. you know, or has been mean and nasty. And and I knew somebody years ago who had been beaten a lot as a child, okay? And it was back in the days in Indiana where the furnaces were in the basement and the heat came up on those grates up through mm-hmm. the floor. And this person was repeatedly and had scars on her legs from as a child being thrown on that hot grave grate as a punishment 
But yet when she would talk about it, it it was almost like she felt like she deserved it, I guess. Mm-hmm. That she had been a bad girl. Mm-hmm. She was two, three, four, whatever. This kind of stuff happens. Yes, it does. And that's where that learning, where that responsibility yes. and blame really goes. Yes. And that's where we have to start looking at those things. Um, family issues, you know, they can be so complex. And mm-hmm. just like that situation. And then we believe that's who we are. That's who we are. We deserve I'm that. I'm that bad person. So I what does our internal person. monologue do? Yes. You're bad. You're bad. You can't do anything good. You deserve punishment. Mm-hmm. So if something good happens... We don't deserve it. We don't want it. We kind of push it away because that doesn't fit into that, what we're telling ourselves, right? You know, this is extremely heavy-duty stuff we're talking about here. Because, Dr. Angel, so many people are stuck back in these incidents, whether they be Mm -hmm. childhood, whether they be teen years, whether they be a bad marriage, uh, a a rape, an abuse, whatever. They're stuck there. Mm Mm-hmm. They are. And then they automatically accept whatever thinking pattern happened as a result of whatever it was that they've experienced in their life. So if that's your mom letting you know that you're not worthy or you're not, you don't measure up to your sibling or an abuse, whatever it was, then we just accept that thinking as that's who I am. Mm -hmm. That's who I am. And then we start telling ourselves that's who I am and we limit. So all those negative things we play over and over. And so we're starting to say, you know, we become critical and hostile and blaming and whatever. And we don't deserve to have a better life because mm-hmm. after all, we've told ourselves for so long that I must have deserved to be treated like that. What was wrong with me that I that my mother didn't like me like she liked the others or mm-hmm. whatever, right? Why was I so bad? What was How wrong come with I me? couldn't do something right? These are things people play over and over, over and over. And, over. and that starts here. It starts in those beginning two, three, four-year-old brains. It does. It does. But to understand that thinking pattern you have to kind of understand that two three and four year olds so one of the things i always recommend for my patients to do um when they get stuck in something that's been really harmful and it's really shackled their life right wherever that event happened in your life if you were 5 10 13 16 i don't know however old you were go observe people in that age group you oh, might have been two idea. or three years old, and you've been blaming that two or three-year-old Whoa. you your whole life. Go watch what a two or three-year-old really is capable of doing, because it gives you a different perspective on the responsibility. Oh, I like that idea. That's huge. You know, that happened, you know, going through my life, and I, I remember there were certain things I would get stuck on, and then I'd watch my kids, and they'd hit that age group, and I'm sitting here blaming myself for something horrible, and at seven years old, and I see my seven-year-old, I'm like... Wait a minute. This is a se- he's seven. This is how old I was when X Y Z happened. Right. This couldn't. Right. I'd give myself way too much blame for something, you know. And it did help set me free of that. When you see a person in that age group, like hang out with that age group a little bit, you'll see what they're capable of. Okay. So people write that down. That's a huge part of your healing mm-hmm. is to go back if there's some event or series of events that you're blaming yourself for, that you're living back there somehow, even subconsciously, mm-hmm. this is a really good thing to do is yes. to to look at two-year-olds or five-year-olds or whatever. Because it gives you that perspective. Yeah. You've carried more. You've been. We've been much more critical and hard. We believe we should have known better. We should have 
at three and four years old. Right. And once we really see what a three and a four year old does and where the response, if this happened to that child, would you feel the same way? Right. And if your answer is no, right. you have a perception problem. Let me give you an example of somebody who's turned it around. Okay, okay I just heard this week, um, one of my granddaughter's good friends in high school, the kids were out late at night. They were not supposed to be out this late. They were drinking, whatever. Uh, they went across the railroad track not quick enough in front of a train. Okay? Mm -hmm. One person survived. That was, you know, one person survived. And so I was being told the other day, do you remember so-and-so? Yeah. I remember that's the person who survived that terrible train wreck. Do you know what that person's doing now? No. What's that person doing? Now, the, here's the choice in something like that. If you're driving that car and you have everybody in the car killed, which is the case, except for that person, okay? That person can take that guilt and that blame, and it can ruin their life. It's this inner truth thing that we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And this person that my relative said, that young man turned his life around, is now pastoring a church and helping youth. Whoa. Wow. Is that cool or what? That is cool. That's a great example of what to do instead of what most people do if you had been driving a car and three of your friends are killed. Right. They would walk around lifelong guilt, shame, blame, I'm a horrible person, right. there's nothing good in me, instead of choosing to help others to make avoid a different that, step. That. Right. So, I mean, that's, that's a real life experience yes. that happened a few years ago in Indiana. So what we choose to do, I guess, is my point. Dr. Angel, why are there so many people? Because I believe the majority of people are still stuck back in their event mm -hmm. yes, or they are. events. Mm -hmm. Okay, because, And you can tell it in their facial expressions, yes. their lack of motivation, maybe their meanness. Uh, Sometimes even their maturity. The maturity? Uh, if the event was you know, yes. significant enough, they, they might have right. stopped maturing at that. Right that age where we can see where those events um it's kind of like like a tree when a tree grows you know we can tell how when someone's had childhood trauma because there's always some kind of little marker in their development yeah. from yes. that significant yes. trauma and so like on a tree where you see like the little knots on a tree right and so we carry that as well and so it does impede us throughout our lifespan huh. in some way but you know what? The good news is it can change. It can absolutely change. And you have the power. You have the power. And that's the whole thing. But there's got to be a reason why people would choose to explore their inner truth. I believe one of those reasons is they're just miserable with life the way it is. Sure. You want you, you want to change. You, are you who you want to be? where you want to be right do you have purpose do you have and if you can't say yes to all of those you need to explore or your inner truth are you one of these people that keeps uh, being attracted to the wrong people mm -hmm. you keep being used mm -hmm. you keep being dumped you keep being uh unappreciated for who you are and you seem to attract the worst people in wor in the world mm -hmm. and that's an indicator right there there's an indicator absolutely and so what happens is our society, you know, they, they train us to blame everything else. They blame, oh, it's bad people, bad man, bad woman, bad boss, bad economy. Oh, bad. absolutely. I mean, people we could sit here all totally day long. blame everybody. Blame game. Absolutely. Sure. Or 
You can say, what's my common denominator with some of my misery? It's me. So what am I going to do to do this different? Well, I can't do it different until I really know who I am and what I'm doing now. Right. And that's where that inner truth comes from. I have to know it to move forward. And and it's good to look at why do I keep being attracted to the same kind of person who does these same things to me? Mm-hmm. or Because we can deal with it, heal it, and then move deal on. Deal with it and heal it. Or we can continue letting it to drive our train and, and walk from one miserable relationship to the next. That's why we're starting the year off with this series, mm-hmm. Exploring Our Inner Truth. So here's the good news. You can change this. Mm-hmm. You can break this cycle. Uh, our intro song that we play by the group Mercy Me, it's talking about it's a new lease on life. Mm-hmm. Letting go of the, And we chose that right at the very beginning of the show five years ago because mm-hmm. it says that very thing we got a new lease on life we're going to move forward in a new way mm-hmm. we're going to change something and as we start this new year it's no, there's no better time than to do this right mm-hmm. now right this is the best time to do it you want this year to be a great year you right. have to start by knowing who my inner truth is and dealing and figuring this, who am I really on the inside? This inner truth is like a key to, you know, living that life with purpose and passion yes. and contentment and happiness and all those things we're seeking in all kinds of ways. We're not finding it. It's dead end. You know, TV is always, you know, every commercial is about trying to make you sell you happiness and contentment right. and passion and whatever. It doesn't. You can buy everything all day long. You'll just be broke and still not have those things. Or, or, or. You can say, you know what? I'm going to try this inner truth thing out. You have nothing to lose. No. And so for those that are going around the same mountain over and over again, it seems like you just keep repeating those same things. And uh, the turning of a new year just makes you think, oh, no, I got to, I don't know how it's going to change, blah, blah. It's something to look at. This is one Mm -hmm. of the most important things you can do for yourself is to explore what's really going on down on the inside of you that perhaps makes you repeat some of the same problems all the time Mm -hmm. or uh, that just causes you to be in despair, discouragement, depression, anxiety all the time. Panic. Right. Yeah. The same feelings all the time. You know, and what we do is we continually are living out those negative patterns. And so to stop and to make something different for ourselves, we have to get in there and, and be willing to go through the mud and the muck and looking into our life and knowing who I am. And that starts with, you know, who do I want to be? What do I want okay, people get to say pen. about me? Get a pen, listeners. This is a good place to start in this new year. Who do I want to be? Right. What do I want people to say at my funeral? Like, right. what do I want to be remembered for? Like, right. to me, that's a great way of thinking what do i want to be because sometimes when you ask someone what do you want to be they they think of a career or whatever yeah they usually do what do you want to be remembered your character right um i am editing my new book and it's going to be out pretty soon but one of the things i read today that i wrote is something you (laughs) said and i say in there that my friend and i were having lunch and you said this quote that you saw on an old gas station many years ago character is who you are when no one's looking. when no one's looking so that is so that concept is in my new book and that is so vital to exploring our inner truth because we are so often our character is developed by bad stuff that's happened to us 
And so therefore we are, you know, we're reacting still at a late age in life. We can still be reacting to things that happened to us when we were five. Absolutely. Right? And, you know, I kind of want to close with this statement. You know, yeah. We talked about Viktor Frankl before. Yes. He was a Holocaust I, I survivor. Yeah. And, you know, his quote is, life is never made unbearable by circumstance but only by a lack of meaning and purpose. And this man found meaning and purpose in concentration camp. And he's saying that... It wasn't the circumstance that made his life unbearable. It's not having meaning and purpose. Oh, we'll have to pick up right there next Mm -hmm. week because this whole concept of meaning and purpose is so vital to who we really are. And our character is who we are when no one's looking, right? Exactly. So who we really are can improve. That's the good news of this show tonight. Yes. And when we explore our inner truth and find those things that we need to deal with, with forgiveness or letting it go or whatever the case may be. Or 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 just purging it and getting it. it out of our system. Sometimes it's going and talking to your mother about whatever. Maybe it is. Yeah. Sometimes it might be, maybe you don't have the opportunity. Maybe it's writing a letter like the person was there, but they're not there. But you wrote the letter and you write it to the invisible chair. Exactly. That's okay. Yes. And you still write that letter. Mm -hmm. And this is therapeutic, Mm -hmm. don't you think? Oh, my. we got to get out of here in a minute. How many more minutes do we have, Tommy? We've got four. Okay. So this hour feels like it flew by tonight. This really did fly by. The good news is, folks, you can change Mm -hmm. your habit patterns. You can change your mental, uh, your mental, what's the word I'm looking for, the processes that cause you to fall into depression easily Mm -hmm. or anxiety easily. These kinds of things can change, but it does take work, doesn't it, doctor? It does. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to fall on your lap. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not a pill. It's not a magic Mm -hmm. pill that you can go get at at CVS. But here's the thing. You know, it is not a magic pill. There's no overnight, no Burger King mentality. No, I want it my way now. But the thing is, as you do it, it's lasting change. Oh, that's good. So you're not, you don't have to revert back. You don't. When I know who I am and I know who I'm not. Right. I have a confidence to me. I have a sense of security. And it does not matter what's happening on the outside of me. Because I've developed, and I am still, we, it's a lifelong process. It is but a as lifelong we, process. The stronger we get in knowing who I am and who I'm not, right? the more contentment and the more we find our purpose, our passion, those wonderful things. But it comes from accepting circumstances. You may not like what happened, right? but okay, I accept that that happened to me. So mm-hmm. is, that, is that event... Write this down, folks. Is that event going to make me a better person because I choose to to grow from that? Mm-hmm. Or am I going to be stuck back there, the five-year-old who still is mad about something, mm-hmm. whatever, right? You know, it's funny. I heard it um, said one time, the best revenge is living a good life. Whoa. So you're going to give that event the power to steal your whole life? Right. Or are you going to tell that event... Uh-uh. I am taking my life I'm back, and my, I'm going to live it well. We're going to talk. We're going to start with uh, personal power next week. I mm-hmm. think, right? Yes. Because personal power is so many people don't even understand what that means. And Absolutely. That's what we got to start with because mm-hmm. we've just touched on it. So you have a minute and a half to summarize what you want to say, Doctor Angel Falzoni, licensed mental health counselor, PhD. Go. 
you cannot afford not to know your inner truth. Um, your inner truth, remember, it is not, it's, it's your experience plus your feelings plus your interpretations uh, and your perceptions of that event. And it's only your inner truth. No two people share that same inner truth. There's no wrong, there's no right, but it's yours. So know your story. Take this week, really who do I want to be? What do I want to be remembered for? What do I want people to, to know and think of me when I'm not here anymore? And then we want to start making the plan to find our inner truth. And it starts with knowing our past. And, and we don't have to go and take the big traumas and bumps yet, but we can be aware that they're there and be willing to work on it. Woo! That was a really good summary. Was that a good summary? That was. I feel like I was selling this, but I because I believe in it so well, strongly. Well, we both do because yes. as a pastor and you as a therapist, we have this is what we live, and mm-hmm. we believe this, folks. Go back and listen to this show again. Tommy will have it up on podcast, and it'll be right here at TantalkNetwork.com. You go to the podcast tab. Open that little link that says Internet Pros and go to all the shows. And this one is entitled Go Yard. Go there, find these shows, listen to them, and join us again next week for part four of Exploring Our Truth. It's been a joy to be with you, and you are who? Dr. Angel. I guess that's who you are. And I'm Mama Mac, and we'll see you next week. Good night. Go Yard.